What's going on, guys? Welcome back to No Reserves Radio. Uh, that was actually interesting. Angelo gave us the countdown, and then I didn't get the recording notification for a few seconds, so I sat here staring at the wall like a weirdo. Um, we are out of the NBA season now, officially. It's over. We had a bonus episode on it. If you haven't caught that one, go listen to it. Uh, it was just Angelo and I kind of recapping the finals. We're going to talk a little bit about that here, since Austin was not here. Um, but that's not going to be the premise of this episode. Before we get into anything, we're going to go ahead and do the question of the week just to get the brain juices flowing. So this question is really easy for me, and I'm sure it, well, I don't know if it'll be easy for you guys, but it's really easy for me. It's what is something you have created that you are proud of? And from I mean, this podcast, I didn't think we would keep doing this. I didn't think we would enjoy it. Um, I didn't think we'd be any good at it, but it's going a lot better than I thought, and I am happy to be here. Yeah, you know, I generally agree with you, man. Yeah. Mine's not the podcast, but mine is from my old work when I started there as a high schooler. I, like, built their entire, like, inventory management system from the ground up and, like, had to code a server that I'd never done before. So that was fun. Just doing a lot of stuff I didn't do and making it my own. That's probably my greatest thing that I've done. You know, I actually did something similar at my old place. It wasn't like creating a whole flipping like code system, but the um, way I labeled stock made every inventory smooth. And they actually recently contacted me and asked if they could, you know, pay me to just organize the back room and keep that old system going because they had not had someone to do that. So. I mean, obviously, like, I'm proud of work, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a podcast. This is, this is, think about this, okay? Think about what? This is something that the three of us, well, <laughs> four of us that became three of us, or three of us that became four, whatever it is, we came together and we built this. What did we build, though? This is a cohesive thing. Think about the fact that we combined to make this. It's not built it's, yet. It, it, it's building. It is building. It's going. Um. So anyway, let's get into some basketball news. First up, uh, I'm not actually gonna like comment on this, but did y'all see the Conor McGregor story? No, I did not. So I literally I want, just pulled that up. I want you to... I, we're not going to talk about it, and for those of you listening at home, just Google Conor McGregor NBA. Angelo, go ahead and do it. Um, it's not a good okay. story. Obviously, he is denying it, but it apparently happened in the Game 4, I think, in Miami. Yeah, it was in Miami. Yeah, it was in Miami for sure, but... Yeah, it, not a not a good look. Not a good look. Um, yeah, it's the same one with the mascot incident. Yeah, it was the he punched the mascot and sent the guy in the costume to the emergency room. Not a great weekend for Conor McGregor. Uh, clearly. Um, Oop. Outside of that, uh, what's going on with Bradley Beal? Apparently, the Wizards and Bradley Beal are both down for a trade. Um, 
Oh, Obviously, Bradley Beal is needed to approve a trade because he does have a no-trade clause, which is kind of mm-hmm. insane to me. Um, open does to a trade. I've heard, does Dame have one? I don't think so. I've heard rumors that the Heat are going to be looking to trade for Beal, but well, what are they going to trade is my question. Kyle Lowry. <laughs> it's going to take a lot more than Kyle Lowry to get Bradley Beal. Um, Interesting. What? Sorry. Bradley Beal is the only person in the NBA with a explicit no-trade clause. Yeah. <laughs> huh. It makes no sense at all. Like, no-trade clauses are really common in the NHL, but I have never really heard the term be used in the NBA. So, And you would think that would be for players like Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Stephen Curry. Yeah. Not so much for Bradley Beal. But hey, I don't think Dame is. would need one, because it's... It's Dame. Yeah. And, yeah, that's... We all know Angela's opinion on that. Um, there really isn't a lot of news right now, given the fact that the season just ended and we're in that like slowdown period. Most news related to the NBA is related to the draft or terrible things that MMA fighters do in the bathrooms of finals games. Uh, I'm really mad the suspension hasn't dropped yet. You know, that's so I got an email from Adam Silver today thanking me for a league pass. And it's mm-hmm. like, just every time I see like Bleacher Report go off on my phone, like I was in a meeting today and it Bleacher Report popped off, and all I saw was Adam Silver. I couldn't look at my phone, and I only caught a glimpse glimpse at my watch, and I thought it finally happened. Um, it's weird that as we're getting closer and closer to the suspension, I think it's going to be longer than I initially anticipated. Because it's like, why are we dragging this along? Because clearly it's either going to be eight games again, not enough, or it's going to be like over half the season. And I'm starting to... It's going to be an extreme in either direction. Right. And I'm starting to feel like 51 plus is a solid number. I can see that. Okay. No, Um, I can see that. I... Yeah. So... Like I said, there's really no news. Everything is draft-related. Teams trying out different players, teams considering moving up. And there's way too many trade rumors to discuss right now because everyone's trying to either trade up or trade down. And I think if you were to look at, like, Brandon Miller, who's going either two or three, the amount of teams that are allegedly trying to trade up into that two or three spot is probably half the NBA, and I'm just... I'm going to be honest, I, I can't be bothered to go over each and every one of them, but it, it's everyone. This, this is every offseason. Yeah, um, we'll have a whole episode, I'm sure, dedicated to yeah. draft stuff once yeah, we get as closer. We, as we get closer, yeah. Um, I'm just quickly going, like, literally, I'm on, I started, like, stockpiling news earlier in the day, and then I realized that, like, I'm on page seven, and it's all Conor McGregor. So, like... There's nothing going on today, so we'll just get into the actual meat and potatoes of the episode. Uh, Let's finish up our thoughts on this season. Austin, particularly the finals, it it went how you expected it to go. You predicted five, it won five. 
Were there any surprises for you? Because Angelo and I already covered our thoughts in the bonus episode, so I just kind of want to touch base with you on how you felt about this finals performance. Did you enjoy it? Before he goes, um, one surprise I didn't bring up on the bonus is Tyler Hero not playing a single game in the NBA finals. So, I didn't he suit up for five? Did he, he not did go in? Up. He did not go in. Okay. And Spolster has already commented that he's going to be thinking about that for a long time. But in his defense, mm-hmm. Tyler Hero has not played basketball in two months. And yeah, it's not like physical, you were getting yeah the same Tyler Hero. And to go against a physical team like the Denver Nuggets, like it, it wouldn't. He wouldn't have moved the needle, in my opinion, and apparently in Eric Spolstra's opinion. And Eric Spolstra is currently easily argued as the best coach in the NBA because he just took the eight seed Miami Heat to the NBA Finals. So, I'm gonna trust the man. Spolstra gets no love. He really doesn't. I think it's because early in his career, everyone just thought, oh. He's just winning because LeBron and D-Wade, and sure, there is an argument to be made there, but at the same time, like, we saw the value of coaching this playoffs run. Boston was a much better team than the Miami Heat. Joe Mazzula was a much worse coach than Eric Spolstra. It's just not even close. Yeah, but, I mean, he just... I mean, we're not going to go too much into this Spolstra, but the fact that he hasn't won coach of the year is kind of disrespectful. Oh, we've already established that the wards are poorly <laughs> They're yeah. narratives. They're narrative-driven. But oh, I think that, I think you could argue, and I would not argue against if you said Eric Spolster was the best coach in the NBA right now. Um, mm-hmm. He does really get no appreciation because he, like I said, the LeBron era um, but he really is a fantastic coach, and I think we really yeah. did to see that on display. So, no, Austin, what was – did you have any surprises, or did this go exactly how you imagined it would go? Did you expect more from the Heat in terms of fight? Um, I think overall, you know, I did call it in five. That's why I it went how I planned it to. The one person that upset me was Jimmy Butler. Oh, yeah. I can't call him Himmy anymore. Two for thirteen um, to start the game. Yeah, see, I I still thought the Nuggets were gonna win, but I expected Jimmy to show up. And every game it was like, is he coming? Is he coming? And he never really showed up in the way that playoff Jimmy should have. So that was my big letdown. Big surprise, which we kind of talked about last episode, I believe it was, was the X Factor of Aaron Gordon. Mm-hmm. He gets like an honorable finals MVP to me. Absolutely. It, yeah, I completely agree. So he just, he played, a, I think he punched above his belt, honestly. But in the same yeah. sense, he he was wasted in Orlando. So this might be the Aaron Gordon that we're going to see in the future. So, um, that's so what I got. Looking back on this season in retrospect, what, in your opinion, were the biggest highlight and the biggest low light? I think for me, the biggest low light is the John Morant situation. I just... To have a player immediately go from 
being one of the faces of the future of the NBA and a well-liked, well-respected player to overnight being vilified and hated. Um, mm-hmm. And just we're, we're wasting the early career of a player who very well could be one of the top three players in the NBA within the next few seasons. Uh, time before that. <laughs> so there actually is another news story that I forgot about that's related to this because it's related to one of Jaws draft mates, Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen the Mariah Mills thing? Yes. Oh my <laughs> God. So, Austin, have you seen it? Um, here and there. Okay, so for all I know is there's like potentially a side chick or side girl. That's the thing is him and Mariah were not like actually like really a thing. Like he was like Venmoing her twenty five grand a night, like because he just had a kid, did he not? No, he, he did, did with the side girl. Mm. Wasn't he about to marry her? I don't know. Like, this story is one of the hardest things to follow. She's banned on Twitter now because she was just getting, like... Like, she was basically on the verge of doxing Zion. It was getting rough. Like, I don't use Twitter, really. But Oh, I they're was, expecting a baby. Yeah, I, I was just, like, scrolling through it. And, like, it was... Honestly, it's just easier to describe as a tome of madness. Like, this woman is not handling this well at all. And the weird thing is, is from the tweets that she was making, it's not that he was sleeping with another woman that bothered her. It's that he got her pregnant before her. It's really confusing and convoluted and strange. I can't believe I forgot it during our opening news segment, but I did. And yeah, if you haven't followed it, she kind of wanted to. It's Jerry Springer. It is Jerry Springer. It is amazing. If you have not followed it, go look it up. Read it while you're listening. It's a trip. Like it is a. Also, rest in peace, Jerry. Rest in peace. That's also another thing that I think that the NBA and. Honestly, all leagues in general could do better is talk about the traps and the downsides of being a, you know, nationalized athlete. You know, decisions that you're going to have to make. Managing your money, potential pitfalls like, I'm not, it sounds a lot like Mariah just wanted the kid for the financial benefit. See, and it wouldn't surprise me if teams have that program set up because, you know, it is a business at the end of the day. Players are investments for those teams. Right. It would not surprise me in the least to have them, but you know, teach the them about that. But here's the, thing. here's the thing. If they did, if the Pelicans do, the Snapchats that Mariah posted of Zion would lead me to believe Zion didn't get that message. So... I'm more inclined to believe that maybe we don't educate, you know, potential athletes better about certain pitfalls or certain like expectations that come with being a televised athlete and the money that comes with that. I I agree See, with Austin here. I would be shocked if they aren't. There has got so players so 
I think there's a rep thing that comes into play here. Yes. Like Demetrius. Like, he... We all know his background, right? It is like the whitest of white collar. Yes. He has a rep that he feels like he needs to uphold as an NBA player, Mm -hmm. which is why he does these things that he shouldn't and that he knows is against what obviously he's been taught or told. But he does it to make himself look better. Right. And you have to remember that the NBA is an entertainment business, right? Like that, that was our whole discussion about load management. The players are not the customers. The players are the product being sold. There is a brand image to maintain. We call it decorum. I would be absolutely shocked if there was not a huge portion of time spent during the offseason almost coaching players and how to respond to media. Because if you watch these kids when they're in high school, college, it's life in general. It's how to carry yourself in public because you are a representative of the NBA. You are representing us as a company. Because if you watch these kids when they're in college and high school, they don't have the kind of poise they have in an interview. They're being coached to be this way. But here's the thing. If that was true and it's as sufficient as you guys believe why are situations like zion and why is the situation like the uh miles bridges thing coming so, up are so not, are just particular players not taking the message so let me let me ask you a question okay without going into details because don't fucking dox yourself right. um have you ever been at work and you know for a fact that you went through training and your coworker went through training, but they just don't get it. They keep yeah. doing stupid stuff anyway. Yes. Miles Bridges is just an idiot. John Morant is just an idiot. Those programs are probably there because, again, we can see the growth and poise of these players from when they're in college to now. The sure. fact that they don't get it doesn't mean there's a lack of those services avail- available. It just means they don't care. <laughs> I'm not necessarily saying there's a lack of the services, more that the service itself maybe is lacking in some way. But there's 500 and something NBA players in the league. Mm-hmm. You have one or two of these a year, and it's a pretty good turnover rate. That's fair. So I, I, I just think it's because they're so high profile. And if Zion could stay healthy and play basketball, maybe he wouldn't be getting himself into these situations to begin with. <laughs> and the same effect of being high profile amplifies any action. Absolutely. Because it's going to be put under a micro microscope, not microphone, microscope. Yes. Um But yeah, that was a tangent, sorry. Um back to highlights, lowlights of the season. So the the John Morant was my biggest low light of the season. Do you guys have anything that you think either tops that or is similar? Um, this one's a little, hits a little more closer to home. Kyrie and Luca. Yeah. I thought that was going to be a match made in heaven. And wow, I was wrong. <laughs> that was not what I was hoping as a Mavs fan. I mean, I kind of expected it. Because while the offensive firepower is there, there's just no one that can stop the other team from scoring. And that's the yeah. problem. Is you had two very ball-dominant players. 
Like, yeah, Kyrie is an elite and shoot player, but you had two ball dominant players. Nobody that even pretends to play defense. That team needs a lot of work. Uh, what was yours? I got one going on. It actually goes off that is the absolute. There's going to be a documentary about this. The absolute implosion of the Brooklyn Nets in that in the middle. Yeah, of that, that was. Yeah, I could totally see a documentary coming about that one. Yeah, <laughs> one of like the. That's going to be one of the biggest what if stories. Like, what if Kyrie wasn't crazy? Uh, I mean, yeah, there was a point where when they had James Harden, that was like name a better big three in the NBA at the time. There wasn't. No, at least on paper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But again, I I don't think that like that composition didn't work because, again, people think if you just throw these talented players together, everything is going to click and work and be great. But when you have players that rely on having the ball to be efficient, because, again, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant are all elite spot-up shooters. There's no denying that. But they're at their best with the ball in their hand in isolation. We all know that. What benefit do they give each other? The only thing I can think is maybe it forces the other team to not commit doubles as much. Right. But even then, it's not going to be that efficient because you don't have players that complement each other when you look at the great big threes of the past decade because big threes really haven't been a thing since the last decade like Steph Curry, Draymond Green Clay Thompson Clay and Draymond play fine off the ball Steph's ball dominant but those two are amazing off the ball um, LeBron, D-Wade, and Bosh again, LeBron is ball dominant but the other two are really good off the ball so when you have players that need the ball in their hand to really be effective, not just be effective because any superstar or even star player is going to be effective in any situation, but to elevate the game because you're committing all this money to these three players, the rest of your team is not going to be that great. They have to complement each other. And those three just, they don't complement each other. But no, the I implosion see that. is hilarious. Like, yeah, that was a good one. A man gets sick in 2019. We have COVID, and the Brooklyn Nets fall apart. Like, <laughs> that's that was the butterfly effect. Because it it felt like so we knew there were problems, but maybe this is just because it happened months ago, and I've already forgot about it. But it really does feel like it was overnight. Like, everything was fine with the Nets, and then suddenly they, like, everyone was gone. It just happened. Yeah. Kyrie went through the COVID stuff. James Harden got hurt, and then KD... And then Kyrie went through the racism stuff. and Yeah. But no, but KD almost had, had, you know, Milwaukee down to Game 7, who would eventually win the championship. And that shot where his toe was on the frickin' line... That shot goes in, Brooklyn advances. And that was without Kyrie and a hobbled James Harden. Um, flipping the script, uh, let's go to your favorite moments of this season or like oh, the most exciting moments. So for me, again, it's probably a recency bias the buzzer beater. Derek White. Like that just. I just watched it again a couple days ago 
I, I still think that is probably the best buzzer beater I've ever seen with my own eyes. Like, there's been some great ones that I've seen, like, in replays or on ESPN, whatever, but that I watched happen is that. What do you got? That's good. Angela, if you have one, go ahead. I'm still mulling. Uh, the Lakers taking out Memphis and Demetrius. The, the whole <laughs> that's aftermath. Of that's that. a moral. That's a moral victory. The whole aftermath of that. Miami making it to the NBA Finals. Speaking of which, Austin. Yes. Since the uh, finals are over, would you? Could we get? Please get stats on uh, prediction accuracy and all that, Mr. Numbers Man. Yeah, I'll work on those numbers. Okay, as we talk about. I'll have them released before the end of the episode. Okay, sounds good. Um, no, the, the, my favorite part of the Grizzlies getting eliminated was Dylan Brooks' walk of shame after the game. And I think Ja did it too. Yeah, it was great. Like, that's just a team, like, that build, like, you, you just like to see them when they're down. It was great. Um, what else? Other highlights, other highlights, because this was a really the just whole situation with the Hawks and Trey Young, and then getting oh, eliminated in the first round. That, that was, was stupid was drama. Great. Do you? There's so the Mavs. It's actually one of the trade rumors I saw related to. I knew I, I said I wasn't going to get involved in like trade rumors right now. Uh, Mavs are apparently in on trading the tenth overall for John Collins again. Offense? You can have the number one offense for sure, but like, who is defending? Um, other players that potentially are on the move are one of the four guards from Boston to try to free up space because right now a third of Boston's salary cap is tied up in their backcourt um, between Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Peyton Pritchard, and... Who do you want to see staying go? Derek White is the last person you're thinking of. Um, so that's the thing is, I, I like all of those players. <laughs> interesting thing I saw while I was um, while the playoffs were happening, I never brought it up. Mm-hmm. So I believe it was Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> as yeah, this is going to be good. You're right. Double zero. Yep. He has a podcast. He has something that he talks about. And he talked about Miami and Boston and the mm-hmm. result after game seven. And he said something to the effect that Tatum and Brown were amazing, but Marcus Smart is a bottom percent starter at his position. Al Horford is a bottom percent starter at his position. Derek White even though he hit the buzzer beater, was a bottom percentage starter at his position. So, of course, Miami won, implying that Miami actually had the better roster the whole time. Do you agree or disagree with that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I think if you only care about offensive production, which Gilbert Arenas does, it's easy to say Marcus Smart is in the bottom percentile of his position, but I think he's better than that. I think he's... Well, uh, well, yeah, of starters, yes. Of starters as a point guard, I would say 
this is really hard to do on the fly, but I would hazard a guess that he's probably top 15. He's just like because... 29. No, absolutely like not. Absolutely not. Just based on his defensive abilities, I have him higher than that. Um, thoughts, any thoughts? He's doing math. Derek White. Yeah, to be honest, I'm focusing on the math. Oh, that's good. Derek White, I, 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 I would be comfortable putting him in the bottom five, probably. Al Horford is tough. I still think he's probably top 20. But again, I'm just thinking, trying to think of players worse or better, and that's really hard to do on the fly, but... That's fair, that's fair. I, I don't think they're the absolute worst at their positions, and I don't think they're close. To, besides Derek White, I think of starters, he's probably near the bottom. I wouldn't say he's the worst. Um, Ren. Yeah. Miami versus Knicks. Did you have Knicks? Yeah, I picked Knicks. And Lakers versus Golden State. You had Warriors, right? I had Warriors, but I will say I did say that that was the greatest potential for an upset. You had Warriors. Moving on. <laughs> I'm just I'm just making sure people are aware. I did say that that was the biggest potential of the upset for the entire playoffs. Just clarifying. It is no, you on. Said that. No, false. You said that was Memphis LA. So not only did you say it, you said it twice, and now you're trying to act like this. Yeah, because my entire basis, because I said it every time, it's if AD is healthy, the Lakers will win, but I do not think AD will be healthy. He surprised me. But my logic was sound. If AD is healthy, the Lakers are a good team. If AD is not healthy, then LeBron has to try to grab or drag his shambling corpse across the finish line. That's not happening. AD was healthy in both series, so you can say whatever you want. I I said it both times. If AD is healthy, AD is one of the top players in the NBA. Yes or no? Angelo? You predicted Golden State. That's what I know. Angelo, did you have Suns over Clippers round one? I did, yes. Did you have Milwaukee or Miami over Milwaukee? I did not. Round one? Okay. No, not, no one did. Um... I debated it. I probably debated it longer than anyone, but I still didn't do it. So. Do you guys have any more, like, favorite moments or least favorite moments of the season? Any big disappointments or things you really just enjoyed? The Cavs. Honestly, it was disappointing them getting eliminated by the Knicks in the first round. Especially with Donovan Mitchell's, like, extended playoff experience with the Jazz. I thought he would be able to get I'm out. Just, I'm fine with how that ended. Obviously, I did predict them to go to the finals. But at the same time, I also am aware that they are a very young team. They'll be fine. I didn't expect them to be as good as they are as quick as they were, but... I did. I did. Angelo. Yes. Did you have Boston over 76ers round two? I did. Okay. Because you guys kept asking me if I was going to change it. Um, so, yeah, I, I, think the, I think the young teams, the Kings, the Cavs, honestly, the Thunder were all very enjoyable to watch this year. Even the Magic. Um, 
and are kind of exciting for the future of the league. Um, looking forward to the 2023-2024 season, we are going to do some way too early predictions. Uh, we will revisit these in June of next year. Um, so I will I will make notes myself, and I will save them. So let's go ahead and predict the 2023-2024 season. Starting with your Eastern Conference champions. Milwaukee. Angelo takes Milwaukee. Any reasoning? Um, I think I alluded to this in the bonus episode, but I think the East is kind of this weird rock, paper, scissors where like Miami beats Milwaukee, Milwaukee beats Boston, but Boston should usually beat Miami. And I think... After the way Milwaukee got eliminated, their their coach obviously got fired. They're going to get a new coach. I think Milwaukee comes back swinging. And yeah. I, I think with the way Boston lost to Miami, I feel, I feel that much better about Milwaukee, assuming they have someone who can make an adjustment. For me, it's, it's between... Boston and Milwaukee, and I I agree with you. I'm going to lean into Milwaukee here, mostly because I'm less sure about the stability within the locker room that is my aunt or Milwaukee. I think Giannis is a natural leader. I think he really does control the locker room, and it feels like they're a tighter knit group than Boston. And I'm also not sure how Boston is going to respond. I don't think the Bucks are going to go out and blow it up or make major changes because they don't really need to. Yeah, they'll probably make one or two changes, but it's not going to be anything major. It's going to be run it back, make the adjustments when they're needed. We know this team can do it. We know Giannis can do it. So I've got the Bucks because I'm just not sure about what Boston is going to do. Um, Austin, can you can you make a prediction real quick? <laughs> While you're doing that, yeah. Um, I, you know, my gut wanted to say Boston, but thinking it over, I don't know. There's a possibility that Jalen Brown isn't there, so I think I'm gonna have to hop on the uh, Milwaukee train <laughs> on this one. I'm actually surprised there's no like. Cleveland Which? makes a nice leap. The 76 to figure something out. Um, we'll we'll talk oh, about. Even... Yeah, Ren, you didn't go for the underdog. Yeah, you always yeah. do that. You always uh, do that. I mean, technically, this is the underdog. Milwaukee. Did they or did they not lose in the first round? Okay. This is an underdog story to me. Um, so I I'm not going to say the 76ers because I'm absolutely sure 76ers are not going to run it back um Cavs yes I picked the Cavs this year but I, I don't think they're a championship contender next season I think they will be very 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 soon but so you thought they were this season but you don't think they could be next season homie I made a meme pick and we're still running with it so <laughs> mission accomplished I literally Predicted the Cavs-Kings as the NBA Finals. You did. We're still talking about it. 
Um, Western Conference. Angelo, you went first last time, so go first this time. Western Conference is a lot harder for me. It's really not. <laughs> it really is. Man. Okay, so let me just go ahead and hop in here. So I'm going to say the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Denver Nuggets just won the NBA Finals with one of the most dominating performances we've ever seen uh, in a playoff run. Um, They're young. They're talented. They're fine. They're back in the Western Conference Finals next season. And they win it. Are you struggling? Are are you still struggling? Are you I'm debating? Still struggling, yeah. <laughs> You're still struggling. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Now I'm kind of struggling. See? Oh God. It's not as easy as you think, right? Because I'm also trying to think of some teams that were on the verge that may be able to make a run. Uh, Phoenix Suns. No, they're done. Memphis Grizzlies, if Ja doesn't get suspended the entire season. They're done. Um, Dallas Warriors Mavericks. are going to regress or blow it up. Lakers are going to regress. Or... Yeah, Mavs is a pipe dream. That's the thing. Yeah. Is This is easy. This is easy. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Denver. The only team, meme aside, the only team that I think is going to get better next season would be the Kings. But, yeah, it, it's Denver. There's no one even on the field with them right now. That could change. We have free agency to get through. We have a ton of trades yeah. that are going to happen. We have a draft. But as of right now, it's Denver, and that leads to who do you have winning. And it's weird that we're doing this before we do the awards, but bear with me. I didn't think this through, and we're doing it on the fly. Um, so who do you have between the Den- well between Denver Nuggets and whoever – or Bucks? We all picked Nuggets, and we all picked Bucks. Yeah. So, Nuggets versus Bucks, who you got? Finals champs. Mm, I'm going to go with uh, Joker. Yep. That, that, that is the... Yep. We both pick the Nuggets. Milwaukee in six. Milwaukee in six. Uh, so, are we, we going to talk about it? Finals MVP. Go ahead. Sorry. So, again, Nuggets are the best team in the NBA this season. They're young. They're talented. They have the best player in the world. It's not that hard. Talk me through Milwaukee beating Jokic. I think they have a potential answer for Jokic and Giannis. I think that would generally be the matchup. Would you not agree? Absolutely. I think it would have to be. I think Milwaukee's core... See, it's so hard. I think Milwaukee's core has generally been together longer because you have Drew, you have Giannis, and you have Middleton, who's been through that stretch and like winning the finals, and now the Denver Nuggets have also done such a thing. But I, I just think that Milwaukee has answers to what what Denver likes to do. Jamal Murray goes off, they have Drew Holiday. Jokic goes off, they have Giannis. I think the X factors. 
surprisingly. So what do you do, what do, the you do when Aaron Gordon would have to be Aaron Gordon? What do you do when Aaron Gordon goes off? What do you do when Willie? Michael Porter goes off? What do you do? Willie? Who? Will he? I don't know. But that. Whatever. What do you do when Bruce Bowen goes off? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> Nothing, because that's what ten points. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, who do you guys have for MVP next season? Uh, I guess I'll go first. Go so, first. I made this prediction last season. It. This is Luca's year. This is the Donch. This is. Look, I don't know if you've all been watching his like off-season workouts. He's looking lean. He's looking slim. He's looking fast. He's looking athletic. Mm-hmm. We already know the skills there. Now the physicals are going to be there. Just write it in the book. This is Luka Doncic's first MVP of many to come. I could see that. I could definitely see that. And are you, are you it, it's probably Luka, but I think I'm going to go Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. That was my second. Ooh, I like that one. Tatum. Probably, I've used this a lot, narrative. I think the narrative is going to lean towards Luka, but. I can see that. I think Tatum is, funny enough, a safer pick because I have more confidence in the Celtics being a high seed than I do in the Mavericks. So that, uh, we will get to that in a second because there's a reason I'm picking Luca here. Austin, what about you? Um, I don't know. I like both of those players. <laughs> Unfortunately, you can I'm going to go with Giannis. I like both of those players. Pick someone unrelated. I like that. Um, I yeah. like that a lot. I, I do like Giannis. Um, but talk me through it. Why are why are you picking Giannis here? Um, I I mean it's kind of the reason why I chose him for um the finals to get to the finals. Mm-hmm. I think that he is going to the way I see his career going because they won last year, right? Obviously not this last season, but the season before, right? It was at right. the Warriors. It was last season. Last season. I think his... I don't don't know now. I'm questioning myself. Who won last year, Angelo? Last year was the year that... um... Warriors. Was it Warriors? Yeah, it was Warriors. Yeah, Yeah, because that's the season you guys made fun of me. Yeah, he picked picked every round wrong. Yeah, that's right. We're we're about to find out the run award this year, but... I, I know I didn't get go zero for zero or zero for. Zero. Oh, you're definitely the worst. But I am 100 percent zero for whatever you think I did. I actually have those numbers done. Oh well. Uh, are you done talking? But about I'm gonna Giannis? go Giannis. I think he is just going to have. I want to call it a prove it year, but it's not a prove it year because it's Giannis. But I think he's going to feel like he has something to prove. He's going to pull out does. all the stops. I, I think he does have something to prove. Because, like, realistically, he wasn't even in that conversation towards the end of the season anymore for MVP. And Mm -hmm. he also blew um, an 8-1 series as the leader of the team. So, like, I think Giannis probably has the most to prove of any player that was in the playoffs this season. 
um, because that's just it's embarrassing. Yeah, I think he's gonna come out guns a blazing. I I I, I could see it. So the first time we've disagreed, all of us. So I like that. Um, we won't don't do Yay. The, don't do the results yet. We'll get through this. That's fine. Okay. So which team, not player, which team do you think will make the biggest jump in the standings? I will go ahead and start. Yeah, I'm going to pull up the standings just so I can get... So so I'm going to go ahead and start, and this is going to make sense now. So my team that I think is going to have the biggest jump is going to go from a not-playoff team to a possibly contender, but it'll be a high seed in the West. I think it's going to be the Dallas Mavericks. That's a safe bet. The the talent is there. I think, like I said, Luca's going to have an amazing season. Um, Because Luca had injury issues this year, didn't he? Yep. Yes. And Kyrie barely had any time with the team. Yeah. This year, I think there's going to be a huge jump from the Mavericks, and I think that's a pretty safe bet. So I'm I'm taking the Mavericks here. Okay. Are we? So are we doing? Sorry, are we doing one for each conference, or are we just doing overall? I'm just doing overall. If you want to like do one for each conference, do it. But okay, one I'm gonna do one. That's what I'm gonna do. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll do I, my I, riser then. I, I've got riser and faller as topic, so do whatever you want. But that was already the plan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Faller's okay. so next. Okay. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. I'm gonna call. Who the Nuggets are going to face in the conference finals? The OKC Thunder. That'll be your biggest win. That's a good pick. That's a really good pick. All that young talent developing. Josh Giddy is turning into a freaking star. Uh, Shea is obviously. Giddy, Shea is already there. Chet will have a Chet season. Maybe back. Yeah, that's yeah. gonna be a that's gonna be the X factor and whether or not. Jalen Williams had a good year too, wasn't yeah. didn't he? They had just a really solid year for a team that wasn't in the playoffs. Yeah. They were in the playoffs. Well, play in. Playing They're in the play in. They're in the play in playoffs. Um, Angela, what about you? Who's your biggest riser? I have my doubts on the potential of this player, but if he's as good as both of you think he is, then this team will be a huge riser, and they will they will be firmly in the playoffs, especially with my faller, uh, the Orlando Magic. Ooh. I debated that. I like it. Paulo Hometown. is going to need to take the next step if they want to be a solid playoff team. They have a lot of young pieces. Maybe they figure it out. I I really like that pick because I do think Vanjero takes the next step, and I think the East is going to get a little bit weaker. I have um, my doubts, but I could happen. I'm not saying it's a It absolutely could. Now, do I think they're a contender? Absolutely not, but I could see them making a huge jump because I do think the East gets weaker. Sorry. Um, Spurs are my, like, dark horse because if Victor is as good as we think... Nope. I mean, I know you're going to say no, but, you know. <laughs> um, so we'll go to the biggest fall. So who do you think is going to drop the furthest? Uh, I'll go ahead and start again. And this is tough because... Don't do the cop-out. I'm not... 
I'm there's a layup, and I'm not gonna say it. And I'm guessing you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking, which is the Brooklyn Nets. Yep, that's the layup. That is not what I'm I was not, thinking. I'm not taking the Nets. Um, for me, it's actually gonna be the Lakers. And the reason being isn't. I you're just gonna vote that, against LeBron. I, I know it. <laughs> that's never bit me in the ass before. Um, for me, it's just because age, father time, LeBron is missing more and more time on the floor. Anthony Davis is, again... Here we go. If he's he's not healthy. I'm I'm just saying, it's in his, this late in his career, he's not suddenly going to figure it freaking out. Um, Actually, no, t- t- no, what? Never mind, because they don't have Russell Westbrook this season. Never mind, never mind, never mind. I scratched that. <laughs> it is going to be the Golden State Warriors <laughs> because they're going to lose. I a can bunch see of that talent. one. Steph Curry is getting older. He's still going to be able to shoot, but he's he is losing a touch athletically. Um, and they're kind of getting themselves into cap hell, and I don't see an easy way out of it. So I'm going to say the Warriors because. I'm I'm done betting against LeBron. I'm done. <laughs> we have broken him, boys. No, it's just this freaking game. Go ahead, give me your biggest dropper. I'm gonna go. You go, Angelo. I'm I'm swinging for the. I'm, you know what? I could have taken the the Nets and that don't take mine. And but I'm swinging for the for the damn fences. I'm saying it's. I'll take mine. Oh, that's not mine. What? Jalen so, Brown right. is gonna go. Jalen Brown is gonna go. Here's my prediction. Hold on. Time, time, time. So you time, just time you just picked Tatum to win MVP. Yes. But this yeah, that's why I was going with that. Okay, continue. <laughs> I want to hear this logic. <laughs> oh, no, it's not logic. I, it's just it's just a gut feeling. This is what you baby. hope happens. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's gonna be turmoil in Boston. Brown is going to get moved in the offseason, and they're going to have this transition period. Mm-hmm. And Tatum is a great player, but let's say Gilbert Arenas is right. Maybe Smart, Horford, and White aren't as good as starters as people think they are. And they could fall. They could fall hard. I they absolutely it. could, but you think, you think they I fall I have so hard. many fallers. You think they fall hard... But Tatum wins MVP. Make it make sense. <laughs> make it make sense, my guy. They are contradictory. I'm not going to say they're not. But Tatum winning MVP is more contingent on Jalen Brown staying there and Boston, the Boston Celtics being a perennial playoff. I mean, whatever. Uh, go ahead, it's Austin. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. So I'm, I'm going to do one for East and one for West because I cannot decide. Okay, go ahead. Ren's going to hate me, but uh-huh. my Western Conference fall is going to be the Kings. <laughs> Why? How does that make sense? I think they're playing team maximum next year. Are you serious? Wow. Yep. Who is better than them in the West? The Thunder. The Thunder, the Nuggets. The Lakers. The Suns. I'm not saying the Lakers. The Suns. I have three teams that I'll confidently say are better than the Kings. Lakers, I'm so not saying. So that puts them at four, five, six. 
the Lakers are not. So they're at that, seven. You're just adding teams. <laughs> <laughs> the Mavs. Okay, I, love I love this. I don't think the, the Mavs Pelicans. Are, I don't think the Mavs are better. It. Pelicans are definitely not I better because Zion is probably going to re- Zion is going to retire to become a porn star. We don't. Oh my god. <laughs> we don't know the results of the offseason yet, but I could see it. I could see Pelicans. I could right. see Mavericks. Do, 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 do the East. Do the East. Shut up. Do the East. Uh MVP's team. 76ers drop to oh, the seventh or eighth seed. I could see he that. Swung for the fences in the East. Let's go. <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. Um Although I will say, I'm gonna pull a Ren here. When I was talking and hyping that up, Austin was shaking (laughs) his damn boots. I was. I'm gonna pull a Ren here. The 76ers Uh may not fall if Tyree Mac Tyrese Maxey takes that next step. Okay, that's fair though. Like you you say that like it's a bad thing to say. (sighs) But if Tyrese Maxey steps up and becomes a superstar next season, that, that's like fine, yeah. Yeah, the then I'd want to be wrong. I'm okay being wrong. Right, that's what I I'm don't saying. cover my bases because I'm, I'm afraid not to be wrong. Covering my bases, I'm just You're saying covering. if this happens. No, I'm making <laughs> so what I'm doing is I'm like on these notes. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put a parenthesis, right, and then in mm-hmm. that parenthesis, I'm going to be contingent upon Maxey. Because that's a fair point. Because if Maxi takes that that next step, this prediction doesn't matter. Because that's my prediction: is if Maxi takes the next step, this doesn't matter. But as it is right now, sure. So no, screw you. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> let's do a fun one real quick. What do you think? And I'm typing this out now. The biggest controversy controversy next season is going to be. Who is next year's Kyrie or Ja, and what are they going to do? I'm going to stay with it, and I'm going to say Ja's going to shoot himself in the foot or something. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you want to like, calm down, dude? Save that for the bonus? No, 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 no. All in on the, on no the he's going he's gonna to be dancing around on YouTube Live or Instagram Live or whatever oh, it is. Oh, my God. Uh, new NBA Youngboy album is going to drop, and he's going to shoot himself in the like calf or something. That's gonna happen. And then get suspended. And then get suspended. I have a swing for the fences one. Okay, oh go for it. Oh my god. I don't think it's gonna happen. But in a some strange far off universe I could see it happening. Dame is not with the Trailblazers at the end of next season. That's your big controversy. Yeah. I go with Josh shoots himself in the leg and you go Dame gets traded. Yeah. What are you talking about? How is that not huge? You Thank you, Angelo. <laughs> no, no. Willard, and now he's saying there's going to be a <laughs> in Portland no. and he's going to demand and that's not big, but yeah, <laughs> John Moran shooting himself in the foot. But is? Absolutely. What, what's your biggest controversy? I don't have anything that can top Josh. That, that was just... Read the room and understand that you cannot you cannot be outdone and and you cannot be outdone on that one. So absolutely, I cannot. I tip, I tip my hat to you, good sir. That there, I got. <laughs> like the only thing like I can think is 
I don't know. I feel like Jalen Brown is due for something stupid, and I don't know why I feel that. Like, he's going to say something stupid next season. And it's I don't just... think he will, because he's not a stupid person. Uh, Have you, like, actually looked at Jalen Brown's, like, intelligence? Just, so, yes. Here's the thing about Jalen Brown, though. So, Jalen Brown is a guy that is very intelligent. He absolutely is. But he's also a guy that thinks he's very intelligent. That's not a good mix, okay? And this is as someone, this is, you know, that's what I was about to say. This is as someone that falls into that category. Um, <laughs> so do you not remember a few months ago when he showed up to the game with the shoes and on the shoes were a picture of the Aztecs ball game? And it's similar to basketball, but it wasn't like... It, it's not identical at all. Like you shoot with your hip and you can't move and it's like a 20 pound stone. And like, if you lose, you get your heart cut out and all this stuff. And on the shoes he had written, was it really Neesmith? Like did Neesmith invent basketball or did he just steal it from the natives? And he spelled Neesmith wrong. So no, no, no. He's one of those guys that's very similar to Kyrie Irving because Kyrie Irving is also very, very intelligent. But they're one of those people that they sit there and they think they're more intelligent than everyone. They think they see the world different than everyone. And they see the truth. They see beyond the veil. They see that's reality. No one else. And that's why they say, you know, when I look out at the horizon, it's not a curve. So the world's flat. That's Kyrie <laughs> Irving. That's Jason or Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is due to say something absolutely stupid. Kyrie Irving is not a racist. He's not anti-Semitic, right? But because he wanted to appear smarter, he shared a freaking Nazi movie and said, oh, this makes you think. He didn't even watch the movie. He admitted he didn't watch the movie, but because it made him sound smart, he shared it. That's what I'm talking about when I say Jalen Brown is due to do something stupid. I don't know. Looking at your prediction numbers, I don't really trust your predictions, so agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. I took risks. Um, Did you, though? So, under Angelo's... Haven't we gone over this? I'm going to write, Pansy wouldn't make a prediction for next year. (laughs) I'm, I'm typing it now. You probably can't hear it, but... Um... What else? What else should we predict? Uh, which player do you think is going to make the biggest jump? Not most improved player, because I don't think like a superstar or a star player evolving necessarily counts. And I'm only saying this because I'm going to say Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> again? I'm saying Tyrese Halliburton again. again. I think Tyrese Halliburton, yeah, yeah not going to be most improved player. Again, I'm not saying most improved player. That's a whole different award. I'm saying I think Tyrese Halliburton takes the next step as a player. So, so then here's my question then, since you uh, think that Tyrese Halliburton is going to improve upon, you know, being an all-star player, um, why was your biggest riser not the Pacers? Um, that's fair, but it's because I don't think the Pacers are going to make a huge jump. Uh, I think they'll be a play-in team. I think there'll be a play-in team or a fringe playoff team, but I, it's not going to be a huge jump. It's because they finished, what, 10th in the East or 11th in the East. I think they'll be just outside of that. I think they'll rise two or three spots, but 
I said the Mavs go from a non-playoff team to or a play-in team to like a four seed. So that that's a big jump for me. So that's why I didn't say the Pacers because I think the Pacers only jump two or three spots. But I think Tyrese Halliburton evolves as a player this season, becomes more of an on-court presence um, instead of just a distributor that can occasionally shoot threes. That's not just a homer pick. That's legitimately like I feel like this is the year he takes the next step. Interesting. What about you guys? I'm going to go with LaMelo. Oh, that's a good pick as well. That's a really good pick. Because if I'm not mistaken, he was injured for a lot of last yeah. season. Yep, 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 yep. Knee injuries. Yeah. I think he takes next step. I think he's healthy. And I don't know. I, I like the Charlotte team under his leadership. Or what it you can know, be under him. You know, I'm I'm going to say a fringe pick. So I'm going to say who I think is going to get the most improved player as well. I'm going to put that as a parenthesis here. It's a player it shouldn't get it at all. Because I don't think a player of a caliber of this should get it. I think um, Ivy. I think he takes a huge jump next season. Jaden Ivy? Yeah, absolutely. I think he evolves. I think Ivy is would be able to earn it. Also, Jaren like, Jackson. Like, would qualify I think, for I think, it. I think Jackson has the the sole guy on the <laughs> Grizzlies next season. I hey, don't forget about Desmond game. Bain. Oh, yeah, Lord and Savior Desmond Bain. Yep. Um, it is yeah, now. Jaden Ivey, I think, is going to take a next step as well. Okay. Angela? Honestly, I... I I might... You guys are making well, Ryan is making some Homer picks. I'm gonna stick Homer myself and say Evan Mobley. Oh, that's I, I don't have a problem with that. I think that's a good pick. Yeah. I also would have accepted Garland. I actually debated Garland for a hot second. Um. Yeah. So Mobley is someone I actually could see being in that most improved player conversation. I don't think Tyrese is obviously there. I don't think Lamelo is there, but I think Mobley could very easily be in that most improved player. Um, yeah, I think Mobley averages twenty and ten next season easily. Yeah. Um. All right, go ahead and give us the uh, results from our totally. All right. How do you want this? playoff predictions? Go best. You, I have it broken down by round, and then I have our. Just do overall. Like overall percentages. Okay. If people so are first long, place, they got the rounds. That's true. First place, Angelo with an 80% correct call rate. Mm-hmm. There's only two things that he called wrong. It was one in the first round, and then... The no, sorry. Two in the first round, and the NBA Finals. He was I'm second about the NBA Finals. <laughs> yeah, he was. I'm second place with 66.7%. Oh, God. And then Ren is first or is third place with 53%. Hey, better than half. I actually did. You got I half of them wrong every single time except the finals. I was about to say, I actually expected it to be under 50. No, 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 no. Because... I totally did. It felt like you were missing. The Denver pick is the only thing that saved him. Yeah. Going Denver every time. Denver every round, dude. Denver every round, yeah. Yeah. You're the only one that did them every single round. 
because yep. I, I nothing else mattered. That's all I'm saying. That's <laughs> that's the, that's the message here. Pick whoever you want as long as you pick the winner every round. I'm sorry. I, I nothing else mattered. I only cared about the so matter. take your own advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to save this and then we will look at it next June and see if Ren got any better or worse. I mean, let's be realistic. I can only go down from here. Yeah, I mean, you you went extremely low to extremely high, so yep. let's see where you um, fall next year. So for those of you that listened to the bonus episode, we told you that this week was going to be a fun episode where we defended each other's points and things that we disagreed with. Uh, that was the plan, and that will be coming soon. It's just we're really bad at it. Some of us, some of us are really bad about giving the others their talking points. Oh, uh, it was totally me. I wasn't going to throw it was you under definitely the bus me. for me. I'm not I will, under the you bus. can blame it on me. Uh, so that's coming. Oh, yeah. And then just a heads up, coming up, Austin got approved for his house. That's our big uplift story. So he's going to be a little busy over the coming weeks. So there's going to be a few weeks where it's just going to be Angelo and I. Um, I know. So I'm sorry, guys. Some of the major episodes we're going to hold off on or like we'll have a time gap on. Because coming up, we are going to be doing our top 10 players at each position for the season. We don't want that to be a week when one of us isn't here. So that will be something that we'll have a dead week or a variety episode, a random episode, or a mock draft, whatever. So that we all can be here for that and we can discuss and debate it. Um, but I do want to say... Hmm, uh, I do want to say that viewers expect more of the draft episodes like we did the one with the European. Yeah. We'll definitely be doing more of those so I can be undefeated. Yeah, no, we th those are really fun. And we didn't cover that in the bonus episode. Way to call yourself out for not watching the bonus episode or listening to the bonus episode, Austin. Mm -hmm. Disappointed. Disappointed. We, we did talk about I that. think we just talked about we, I was busy, so I get no, a pass. You could have listened to it, though, up the algorithm. I get a pass. Whatever. Um, so we will be doing more of like those fun things that we started out. If you've been listening to us for a long time, you know how the episode structure was before the playoffs where we talked about stuff besides just the playoffs. Um, and we'll be getting back to more of that starting next week. Um, it'll be fun. We're glad you're here with us. Follow us on social media. As Austin gets into his house, he's actually going to start doing that. Allegedly, we'll see. Uh, at No Reserves Radio on every social media platform except for TikTok. Soon to be Twitch. Soon to be Twitch. That I probably need to set that up. You probably I, should. I don't. I don't know when we're starting that, but I should set it up so people can follow it if they want. I don't know, but I'll have internet, so we'll be good. What is our schedule? So, like, is there going to be like a day where hosted by Ren, day hosted by Angelo, day hosted? Oh, so I by think Austin? so. My thought process is. And this is probably something for off the mic, but I'll talk about it here just so the listeners have an idea. So Angelo is the needy child of the group. Mm -hmm. So he he goes into work earlier than all of us. So yep. typically we can only do things on the nights that he doesn't work. So what I'm thinking is Thursday nights we record 
and then we stream. Okay. And then I believe your next day off is Monday. So Sunday would be an earlier stream. That's my plan. So we will do two streams a week. One will be probably me or Angelo. The other will be me or Angelo, I'm guessing. Like, I, I have just a feeling we're going to be the two hosting it, generally. Yeah. But it'll all be on the same Twitch channel. So, like, you won't have to follow different yeah. people. And it's going to be a variety of games. And sometimes it might not even be games. It might just be, like, hangout time. And you get to experience what started this whole podcast, which is us just sitting around doing nothing, talking trash to each other. Um, we'll see. Existential crises. Maybe some existential crises. Those happen a lot lately. Yeah. Um, Maybe some Q and A's on why Angelo is the way he is. You know. You know what? We are not going down that rabbit hole because <laughs> holy crap, we will be banned. Uh, um, we would be banned. But thank you for joining us on this little journey we're doing. It's a lot of fun. We love to have you guys here. Follow us, like us, subscribe, leave a review, do whatever you want, but we will see you every Sunday and occasionally other days if we do bonus episodes, but every Sunday for sure. Thanks, guys. See you next week. See ya.